This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, ticked off trannies with knives. They couldn't afford a tagline for this one. Uh, I regret to inform everyone that Brett will not be with us today due to a freak duct tape accident. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And this time we've got a special request from friend of the podcast, old Nicky Poo. Yep, he uh, so he recommended Ticked Off Trannies with Knives to us, which I believe is a movie about angry transsexuals with sharp kitchen implements. Yep. That would be my guess. Yeah, it's a fair guess. <laughs> the title is ambiguous at best. Yeah, transsexual, transgender, I don't know which is right for that, but yeah, it's trans a, something. Just to get it out in the open, uh, I personally, nor Troy, we're, we're not super familiar with this community. Maybe this is an incredibly offensive movie. Maybe it's not. We don't know any better. We're sorry in advance. Yeah, we're not going to make a judgment one way or another on that one. But anyway, the movie starts off with uh, legs. Mm-hmm. And the the legs are attached to a person who's tied in a chair. Yes. And and and, and then then we just cut to more legs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like the, they look beaten up. The person looks a little beaten up. Yes. And we cut to the uh, the legs, and they're walking, and it's uh, the credits are done up in a kind of a uh, '70s style exploitationy kind of way. Yeah, very like coffee. I think like the, even the the font and color are very coffee. And they're heading up to the uh, the club. They're in the club. Mm-hmm. Bottle full of bub. <laughs> I don't know any other lyrics to that song. Oh. See, I thought you're, I thought you're setting it up, but I was like, I was just adding you. Oh, I know, I know, I am not very familiar with my uh, four bits. So they're at the club and they are, uh, they're having themselves a little conversation backstage before they all go out, and we meet everybody. And they do a wonderful. Uh way of introducing who the characters are with uh, by bringing them out on stage because this is like some kind of drag show um, I guess like some kind of drag review basically and so everyone comes out and they're introduced with you know verbally but then as they, they come they're dancing they, uh, the camera freezes the frame freezes and they put their name up on the screen so if you couldn't understand what their name was beforehand, which happened with me on one or two of the characters, you uh, get a good look at what their name actually is. The character's name. Like, Emigration. Yeah, that was a good one. Yep, Rachel Slur. Rachel Slurs. Uh, we had uh, Bubbly Clicko. Who was the other one? Or the... 
I, Pinky La Tip, I think, was uh, Pinky La Trim. La Trim. There we go. And uh, there's one other one who is not in the movie very much, and that's why I can't remember her name. Uh, Tipper some more. Yes. Because puns. Yes, because, you know, punny, tra- punny drag names, you know, like Sharon Needles, things like that. So now everybody, you know, they, they do their show, and they decide that they're going to go to the, the local watering hole afterwards, have a couple of drinks. Because Emma Gratian's uh, new beau is there, going to be there. His name is Nacho. Which somehow is short for Ignacio. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Apparently everyone in his family is nicknamed after food. Like you do. Yeah. And his his cousin Chewy is gonna be there. And they uh they have themselves a little uh Tarantino esque uh, talky scene. Yeah, it's it's very Tarantino only with a nice uh tranny flair to it so uh, we get to hear the story of Ava who was the third human created because Eve wasn't up to snuff so they took God took a bit from Adam and a bit from Eve and made Ava the, uh, the transgendered human yep you won't find that in your normal Genesis version, I don't think. But no, oh, I like and there it. was a little uh, by erasure uh, scene there where uh, a couple of the characters basically say that all bi people, all bi men, are gay, which is I, which is not so cool. But <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a common common thing to hear, I guess. In certain circles, but and so they uh three of the girls head off to meet up with Nacho and Chewy and their unnamed third friend. Yep. Well, two of them head off and one gets tricked. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. And they uh they head off to the local uh warehouse that says Dream on the front. Always a good sign. That's where dreams live. Yeah, or die. Yeah. Maybe more appropriate for the movie for that one. So they head in, ready to have a night full of, I don't know, fun. Alcohol and sex. But it turns out things aren't going to go quite the way they had uh, hoped. When number three guy, who uh, is named Boner, because of course he's named Boner. Yeah. And it kind of looks like it came from The Walking Dead. It uh, turns out Boner was the guy who had uh, bubbles tied in the chair in the opening scene. Yeah, and had apparently raped her and told her that he raped her because, you know, like that he she had tricked him because, you know, she wasn't a quote unquote real woman or real and uh She's like, well, you're the one who like roofied me. <laughs> so apparently, Boner's excuse was, I did, I would have roofied you if I'd known you were transgendered. <laughs> yeah. Which... So, so since he was annoyed, he decided to beat and rape her, because that's what you do when you're a shitty person. 
Yeah, fair enough. And then they uh, proceed to rough up everybody, all the girls. Yeah, and the camera work during action sequences in this movie is literally nauseating because it is all done handheld and done very, very shakily and not like a professional shaky cam kind of thing. It's just, well, like, like just swinging around and, ugh, I, I was getting a little motion sick watching that movie during the action scenes. Yeah. It's, it's a little disconcerting to watch. It's hard, not because of the subject matter as much as the actual cinematography. Yeah. So uh, Boner and his pals start beating on everybody with bat. And uh, Bubbles... <laughs> I Technically, you are correct. There was only one bat, but beating on people with bat just doesn't sound right. Well, it, it's accurate. It is accurate, but it still sounds <laughs> weird. Fair enough. So, uh, we lose a couple folks. Yeah, uh, what, Nacho takes a high heel to the eye? Yep. From emigration, but emigration gets stabbed and dies? Mm-hmm. And other and one, I assume Tipper. Oh, no, Tipper's with Pinky, though, because Pinky gets summoned... When Bubbles uh, gets ignored for a few seconds and dials Pinky's number and Pinky tracks her phone to the warehouse using an app she's installed on all the girls' phones. I and thought that was Rachel Slur. Yeah, you know, Rachel Slur was was it was with uh, Emigration and Bubbles. Mm. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah, irregardless. They... Uh, Pinky and um, whoever Tipper shows up, show up and Tipper ends up dying during the struggle as well. And Pinky and Rachel make it out pretty much unscathed. But uh, at the end of, Oh, these are all in chapters, by the way. And at the end of the third chapter, uh, bubbles gets cornered by boner and, takes an ultimate bat to the head mm-hmm. and then we get a fun little message on the screen that says that the management apologizes but one or more reels of this movie may be missing and we are they're sorry for the inconvenience and then we cut straight to chapter five yep chapter five which is bubbles waking up in the hospital yep and Rachel and Pink trying to Pinky trying to figure out how to tell Bubbles that everything that happened, and Which, so they're discussing it right outside her open door because Rachel just wants to uh, say what happened because exposition. Wait, what's, what's the reason, Chris? Because, because it's like. Uh... She knows from duct taping her junk up every day that the best way to handle a situation like this is just rip it off. <laughs> One pain and you're done. Yeah, just bam. Get it over with. Which and uh, actually makes and sense course, to me. Yeah, and of course, Bubbles is awake the whole time that they're talking about how they're going to tell Bubbles what they want to tell her. 
Yep. And then stri- stripper nurse shows up. Yes. Uh, nurse Lingus. But you can call her Connie. Mm-hmm. And then there's Dr. Phil Lacio. Lacio. With uh he's and he's wearing one of those like old timey round mirrors on his head that doctors wear in movies and shows. But the best part is you can see the reflection of the cameraman <laughs> in that mirror. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> and basically this entire chunk of the movie is just dedicated to the fact that she can't talk no more. Nope. She pl- does some charades and she doesn't remember what happened and she can't talk. So then we jump smash cut to her being able to talk, which negates 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> well, but she doesn't talk so well. No, she has a she... speech impediment, which is another 10, 15 minutes of, of unfunny shit. Yeah, because apparently, you know, her brain got better, but not all the way better. And so she has a lisp. And then she, uh, she uh, is going through her cell phone, returning some calls that she had missed as, you know, she was in a coma and whatnot. And they head off with uh, what I assume is the guy that owns the place they work at. Or maybe he's the DJ. Yeah. He has a oh, name. Oh, but you missed the whole part, though, where she's like, it's Bubbles. And he's like, Bubbles? He's like, Bubbles. Bubbles? Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> Yeah, that that joke went on way too long. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long way to go for that joke. Because it's not like it was funny and then not funny and then funny again. It just was never actually funny. Yeah, yeah. So they go and uh, meet up with an Amish guy so they can dress up like geishas to go learn kung fu. Really? Yeah. But apparently, the the wagon driver was the director. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, and so yeah, so they dress up like geishas and they're going to learn ultimate kung fu and right before the guy can demonstrate some of the ultimate kung fu he has learned, oh look, there's another reel of the movie missing. (laughs) Yeah, what a coincidence. (laughs) And then we're on to uh, the next chapter. Where she's sitting in, or she wakes up in bed from a dream where Boner was watching her perform at the club after uh, after all these in- after all this incident. Yep. And it turns out that Boner and his cronies have broken in and they're playing some kind of weird card game with her. Yeah, he pulls like three cards out of a deck that has the name of the deck markered out. <laughs> Because who does that to their cards? Like, oh, I don't want this to say bicycle. I'm just going to take a Sharpie and wipe off all the bicycles on this deck. They <laughs> probably the couldn't the afford deck. the rights to whatever name was on it. Oh, I'm sure that's 100% why. But it was just really jarring to me because I don't know anyone who, like, fucks up their decks of cards. Oh, I do. I have just stacks of cards I've drawn on for no discernible reason. <laughs> You're you're a monster, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I have my moments, I guess. <laughs> and so there's the the Ace of Spades, which is black, like a rapper, who inspired the 
the death she was going to suffer if she drew that card. And the death she was going to suffer was called Hammer Time. Yeah, because you can't touch it. Yeah, because, you know, MC Hammer was quite the rapper. Prolific rapper in 2010. Yeah. Or the 70s, which is kind of what this movie looks like it's set in. And then there was a... There was, what, a Queen of Hearts? Yep, where he was going to cut her heart out with a Bowie knife. And then there was the Joker. Where she was going to get a 15-second head start. To what? I don't don't know. They bargained it down to 10. Yeah, which is reasonable. And then... Then I don't really know what happens. It's it's kind of confusing. she, She picks a card, and... It turns out to be the Queen of Hearts, and as Boner turns away to get the knife, you hear a thud, and he turns around, and the two dudes are on the floor. Yeah. And then then we cut to Rachel and Pinky outside the window talking to Rachel on the phone, and I think that's supposed to be a cut back in time. To where she had called them and had them ready to back her up if Boner showed up that night. Hmm. Yeah. And it, so the thump was clear. Rachel and Pinky getting the drop on Chewy and Nacho. And now they're uh they're all subdued, the uh Nacho and Chewy and Boner. And the girls are all dressed up like Fox Force Five. Yeah, they are. <laughs> And then they uh, they all come to the guys do, and they're uh, our uh, our team badass. There, they're like, "Hey, so what happened was we greased up varying switchblades and handguns and shoved them into your asses." And if you move too quickly, they're going to activate. And then they uh, play the card game with them, which only uh, never really goes anywhere. No, it really is just uh, there so they can have one-on-one duels with the guys. Yep. And so Chewie tries to move and activates his switchblade. And then Rachel is sad that she, she's like, does this mean I don't get to stab him now? <laughs> Which I thought was kind of good. And then, let's see. Who do we have? We P- have Nacho P- and Pinky. Yeah, Nacho and Pinky. They have a fight to the death. Yep. And Pinky takes a couple good knife shots, but then pulls, like, some kind of, like, metal fantasy dagger out of her hair or from behind the back of her neck. I'm not sure where that knife's supposed to have come from, but it definitely looks like something out of, like, a Frank Frazetta (laughs) drawing or something. Yeah, it's the kind of shit you would definitely see at your local flea market or something. Some guy with yeah. a juggalo tattoo was buying. <laughs> and uh, and so she... Was, I forget what she... Oh, she cuts his throat with it eventually. She cuts his and, throat with the butterfly knife as opposed to the... Oh, yeah. The fantasy dagger. And yep. I will admit, I did like the fact that she slit his throat, and it was not that impressive looking, but then she hit him in the forehead so it would open up. 
Yep, I thought that was pretty good. The, the blood was not spurting quite enough, but, you know, you, you, you got a budget. Sam Raimi wasn't there, so... <laughs> And then next up, we got Chewie and uh, what's his Rachel. what's her head, Rachel, and Rachel's weapon of choice, bizarrely, is a busted CD. Yep, because <laughs> she, uh, oh, he took her knife, right? She didn't have a knife. She oh, she okay. gave him the the head start to get his knife because it fell out of his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Or no, she pulled it out for him and tossed it. And it was kind of brown and red covered, which I thought was pretty funny. So they uh, they have themselves a duel. And, of course, Rachel produces her own fantasy dagger. Yep. And drives it down through the top of his head. Which is pretty hard to work. And his chin. So, yeah, it was pretty legit. And in the, the struggle... Old uh, Boner has escaped and removed the handgun from his rectum. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, has a little bit of a soliloquy about how uh, Bubbles really deep in her heart is into him. And that's why she won't shoot him. Because he needs a guy like her, I guess. She you needs know, a guy like him. A, a rapist. Yeah, a raper, I believe is what someone calls him. <laughs> Rachel's not too smart. No. But it turns out Bubbles disagrees and shoots him repeatedly. Yeah, like three times. And then he gets a couple of knives. Yeah, butter knife or butterfly knife to the chest and one to the mouth. Into the mouth. Yep. And then Bubbles is like, well, I'm not going to not stab this dude. So she goes to remove the fantasy dagger from Chewy. And it's hard to get out on account of it's driven through his skull, which was a pretty good bit. Yeah. And then she shanks him in the head parts. Yep. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. There's a, a nice little dance number at the end of the credits where you get to see all, all a lot of the crew. Yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Doing this. Yeah, which is kind of fun. It's always fun to see like what the sound mixer looks like or the boom operator. Like, yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the movie. Ticked off trains with knives. So what do you think, Mr. Troy? Um, parts of this I enjoyed. I In rape revenge movies, I generally invo- in, enjoy the revenge far more than the rape or the lead up to the rape. And this movie was very heavy on lead up and v- a little bit too light on the revenge for my tastes. Um, the camera work during the action scenes, as I said, was kind of nauseating. Um, like just literally nauseating, physically nauseating because of the motion, and there there needed to be a better balance between I felt like between the revenge and the not revenge portion of the movies, time wise. Um, the missing reels thing was kind of clever, but it was still disappointing that we didn't get an awesome martial arts training montage, and it was obvious that they just did not have the budget to hire a stunt director and fight coordinator and do some (laughs) really good fights. But the fights were, they were kind of fun. I mean, there were a lot of cheats in the camera work and stuff to make things work, but 
it was it was enjoyable. I mean, it was a low budget movie, so what do you expect? Um, I like that they gave it kind of that grindhouse, um, like movie, like grit kind of look to it. You know, like it was an old celluloid copy. Um, every now and then they would just have like weird splicing done i think to like oh look this is actually a film movie there's no way this is digital <laughs> it done but which was kind of annoying uh but like i said i have no idea if this movie's offensive or not i i i'm not gonna make a judgment on that at all um but as a movie it was parts of it were were mildly enjoyable parts of it were kind of boring uh, if you like your exploitation films and you're like a big exploitation like lo- film lover, watch it. It's not the definitely not the worst exploitation movie ever made. But if you're not, it's probably worth skipping. How about you, Chris? Mm. I agree for the most part with everything Troy has to say about it. It has its moments. When it hits, it hits. When it doesn't, it really doesn't. There's chunks that are supposed to be funny that just aren't. I also wasn't a huge fan of the the whole film cut stuff they were doing. As a guy who's into an exploitation movie or two, I can appreciate kind of the vibe they were going for, the aesthetic of the whole thing. I also don't know if this is offensive or not, so take that into consideration, I suppose, if this is a a sticky wicket for you when it comes to this kind of issue, but all in all, for a movie that was made on a clear budget, I think it's pretty okay. They had a pretty solid uh, idea of what they wanted. They followed through to the best of their abilities budgetarily. If it sounds interesting, I say go for it. It's definitely something you can skip if it doesn't sound like it's in your wheelhouse, but you could do a lot worse than anything that kind of tries to give a throwback to the whole exploitation vibe. I'm I'm totally willing to give a little more of a pass on than I might otherwise. Yeah. So what are you watching next week, Chris? We are watching The Devil's Carnival. Courtesy of? Mr. Green, I believe. Yes, it's been a while, a little bit while since we've done a Mr. Green recommendation. We've, uh, been kind of working some other ones in there just because he's he has sent us a long list of movies so we try to uh rotate other movies in so that we don't have a mr green movie every single week but it'll be good to do a mr green movie again and i believe it's a musical by the same guy who did repo the genetic opera so i am hoping to enjoy it because i enjoyed repo i'm hoping brett doesn't enjoy it because it's always fun when brett suffers that's true. I'll sign off on Brett suffering is funny. <laughs> so say, Troy, what if other people have recommendations or other such correspondence they wish to send us? Well, uh, the best place to find us is on Facebook. We're Slaughterhouse Pimpsess. And uh, if you uh, want to find us on the World Wide Web, we are at slaughterpimpsess.com. Uh, we have a Twitter at Slaughter Pimps. Uh, that's Slaughter and Pimpsess with no vowels in Pimpsess. And we have a, uh, <laughs> a Gmail, which is Slaughterhouse Pimpsess podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, 
Um, I, is that everything, Chris? I believe so. All right. Yep, but come back next week where we're going to do the Devil's Carnival, and hopefully it'll annoy Brett, which will be funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my hope. So, Wow. Brett's not here to yell something dumb for us to end on. <laughs> Brett says, yay, dick. <laughs> Perfect. This time on Slaughterhouse pin- Print... Oh, fuck. I'm going to start over. <laughs> Slaughterhouse Pimp says. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't go well. Pip says. That's great.